Season four. <laughs> season 72. It's been a, uh, about a month. No, more Probably, than a month. What are, aren't season 16 episodes each? Uh, yep, and this is episode 24, so <laughs> we have, uh, this is the end of the fourth season, six episode, I don't know. We're back, the World Cup was on, so we couldn't do the show. Oh, uh, yeah. How, mu- how, you, how much did you actually watch it? I feel like we are literally the only two people in New York City that didn't watch it regularly. It was on a lot while I was at work. But oh, you were watching it at work. I wasn't. I was turned away from the TV. So I watched almost none of it. You know what was great for me? I felt like, especially there was that one afternoon, I guess it was the last U.S. game, um, where it was on at like 4 p.m. in the afternoon on a Thursday or a Tuesday or something. I felt like I got a ton of work done because no one was emailing me. Yeah, that was actually, um, we did a story at Quartz about how people actually just don't work during the World Cup games, during the U.S. games, and we got some stats from one of the uh, conference call providers about how during the World Cup games, no one has any conference calls. Oh, that's really interesting. Or they dip like half or something like that. It's a really good way to get that kind of data. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's clever. Um. So, yeah, we're back. It's been a while. Uh, whatever. We'll, we'll yeah. do a few shows and they'll probably disappear for a couple I weeks. I feel like we then... ran out of steam. Uh, well, we were away for like two weekends or something. Yeah, but before that, we were going. I know. We, we did, did like, like three five... in a row. Yeah, exactly. Like so, whatever. Uh... We're back now. Yeah. You can keep your uh, membership fees this time. <laughs> uh, we have a list of stuff to talk about, though. What did you want to talk about first? Um, what should we talk about first? I feel like there's we could so answer much going the reader on. question first. Yeah, let's listener talk about reader. That. What happened? Let's look them up. So we had one. I tweeted yesterday that we were doing an episode, and I got one. Oh, you did response. Yeah. Hmm, I um, that. let me look it up. The gentleman, I think he's based in Seattle. Said, um, let me get his handle so you guys can all follow him. Um, he asked. I guess there was an episode a couple of um, weeks ago where, like, two or three episodes ago, we talked about how the beard was kind of going out of style. Um, I don't really remember saying that, but it's true. I think there was a story about how the beard is, like, on the outs. The beard is over? Yeah, the beard is is over. Um, And so Andre Briggs... One of our readers out west um, said, what is replacing them? A show or two ago, you mentioned that beards are going out of fashion. What is replacing them? And so that... Facial tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah funny. Um, yeah, so that got us talking about kind of hair trends for men. Yeah. Um, and then also, so I guess to start with that... Um, I mean, I think that, and maybe we said this the last time, but that certain men look really great with beards or facial hair, and they always should have it. I actually think you are one of them. Cool. Um, I just think you look better with with facial hair. But there are some guys that don't and look really awkward with beards, so the fact that like a clean-cut, really cropped haircut is in yeah. is good for them. Um, hmm. I feel like the big trend now are those really really cropped like almost military haircuts it's like a macklemore or whatever 
I mean, that stuff is... Is that still happening? I don't even know. Yeah. It's... But now it'll trickle down. It it was kind of only, you know... When's really the... Really um, guys, but... Now all this other 90s stuff is coming back. When's the uh, goatee going to be cool again? I don't know if that'll ever happen. Who made the goatee cool in the first place? I don't think it was ever cool. Well, it's definitely cool in Chicago. Well, it was... <laughs> I don't think it was actually cool. Maybe ever, not. Though. I definitely. I never but thought it was attractive. The cool baseball players had them, well, so I, have, of Ethan course, had to have one had too. One. And we Is were just watching Re- Reality Bites. I mean, I don't think he made anything. This cool was kind of. This was kind of messy. The best ones one. in baseball were this guy Terry Mulholland had a really good one on the Cubs, and I think Mark Grace had one. Yeah, I just I don't remember ever thinking they were attractive. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty. I'm a pretty. Oh, big Mark McGuire maybe like had that. one. I don't remember. Yeah, he had one. Did he make him cool? No, he's not <laughs> cool. But I did don't anyone know. have him on Friends or Seinfeld? No, no. But even Hawk did have one. Yeah. So like. Well, I definitely had one for a few years. Yes, I've seen photos. <laughs> um, oh, it was Mancow who had one in Chicago. Mancow was this idiotic uh, radio host, who of course everyone. <laughs> How did you know hated. what he looked like? Because he had uh, photos on his <laughs> website and stuff. Oh, my God. Does he still have a show in Chicago? I don't know. That's a good question. I have no idea. Maybe we should tweet at him after this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll have him as a guest. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, anyway. All right. So that's not going to happen. No. I mean, I don't know. You, this stuff is so – men's hair in particular is very cyclical. I think the beard thing lasted a much longer time than it did. But, it, you know, beards were really big in the 70s and then it was a clean cut like banker. And that is kind of what is happening now. It's that really cr- close crop thing but then a little bit of hair on, on top. And then mm. also we were talking about one of our friends is growing out his hair. So longer hair could be a thing too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you don't want to out him, but we don't have to. Um, I don't know. It's I don't think that if you have a beard and it looks good, you should get rid of it. It's just like if you don't look good in skinny jeans, even though they're really trendy, you shouldn't wear them. And if you don't look right. good in bell-bottoms, you shouldn't wear them. It's Does just... anyone look good in bell-bottoms? Yeah, hmm. I think a lot of people actually do. All right, well, so forget about the beards. But uh, one of the things I want to talk about was the return of other weird 90s. Yeah. Like I saw a friend in a picture wearing cargo pants. Yeah. And I thought for a second, oh, that actually looks... Kind of cool. Not that I would necessarily wear cargo pants. I bought in 1999 a pair of uh, black wool cargo dress pants. Yeah, I had those two from the Gap. (laughs) I had the women's version. I was really into wool, like tweed. I had a pair from J. Crew and a pair from Gap. The J. Crew ones were better. They were like a brown Donegal tweed cargo. And I used to wear them with New Balance and like a red sweater from J crew. And hmm. I remember someone, this was in high school, obviously someone was like, you look like you're in college. Yeah. I probably wore mine with, uh, work boots, um, or black, uh, 
shoes of some sort. Yeah, there was just the couture shows, so the really, really, really high-end clothes that cost like $20,000 a dress just happened in Paris last week. And at a, a big thing that they've been doing the last few seasons is more casual stuff. Like usually couture is just ball gowns, but now they're doing – and some pants, but not really. Now they're doing pants and separates and – and um, the designer at Dior, Raph Simons, he did some utility pants, like pants with zippers. I don't know if you'd call They don't have, like, those big cargo pockets, yeah. but they are definitely utility pants, which was interesting. So I definitely think they're a thing that's that – the other another big thing in women's fashion is body suits are starting to come back. Is that, like, a onesie? Um, no, that's – well, I'm, it is a – it's, like, a leotard. You know, hmm. So, like, it yeah. looks like a bathing suit, basically. Right. And they're really popular when we were in like middle school. Do they have pants? No, it's it's oh. a leotard. <laughs> so, do you know what a dancer wears? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the the body, it's a body suit, so okay. it looks like a bathing suit with yeah. sleeves. Um, huh. I just bought two of them. If you want me to show you one right now, yeah, we'll check it out um, after the show. Those are coming back. I feel like, yeah, I mean, that's just how fashion is. Right. It, there there are certain things that are so ugly that it just won't happen again. But What's that? Goatee. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. But like hyper color, that was a, that was a passing trend. That's what not was gonna, that? Remember those shirts that you put your hand on them and they oh, yeah. change colors? Like that's never going to become a thing Didn't again. American Apparel just have some t-shirts that did that a it, few years ago? Yeah, they probably did. Yeah. Which is a good point. Like that's – I actually think when I – the American Apparel story I wrote a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned them hmm. as a brand that kind of like feels the same in terms of not being permanent the way American Apparel does. Yeah, so one of the other things I want to talk about was this – American Apparel is going into the toilet right now. The mm-hmm. CEO has been ousted and it's trying to come back. But you wrote a good story a couple of weeks ago about how no matter what happens with that, their kind of moment is over. Yeah. Um, and then my colleague at Quartz wrote a really good story about how no matter what happens with him, their business is still screwed and has always yeah. been pretty crappy. So um, yet in my in my life, American Apparel still – Fits a relatively unique and irreplaceable spot, which is so far mostly uh, well the hooded sweatshirt, which I think they still do better than anyone else. Though I haven't they bought one in a, a few lot. years. The, the place the, I uh, got my bodysuits actually was American Apparel because yeah. they're the only ones that have what I wanted. I mean, two years from now, everyone will have them. But right, and I got I've been buying their uh, three. What do they call them? Like thirty, thirty, thirty. Uh, tri-blend yeah. V-neck, V-neck t-shirts as like an undershirt and I haven't found those good anywhere else either yeah. and they kind of are like the the kind of focal point of kind of trendy neighborhoods too in terms of clothing yeah if you see one yeah. you're like okay there's probably some other and good not like here. in a way like a Urban Outfitters ha- I mean has its own problems but those are like big stores that tend to be and that's also for the demographic is lower, yeah. I'd say. I mean, American Apparel markets to teenage, well, not to like tw- young 20-somethings, but the clothes are actually not that cheap. 
Right. So it's not. But they're and they're smaller stores, so they can pop up in a in a place like whatever Bushwick or something yeah. like that if they were ever to do that, well, and not require some sort of crazy commercial space. So what replaces that? It's obviously not Uniqlo. Those are also really big format yeah. stores. Is it just the web? Do we just order all that crap from uh, Everlane? Yeah. Well, Everlane is a really good point. Um, but it, it, but they don't do enough. They don't. American Barrel does so much. They have right. so, so many um, SKUs, like so many different products. products. Um, right. Everlane. I try to buy socks on Everlane. And I get there. I'm like, where are the socks? They will have them There's someday, no but they're just being you know, slower about it. I, the, it. American Apparel is so complicated. I actually was just talking to a reporter from another publication I, the, who interviewed me for her story that hasn't got, gone out yet. And we talked for like an hour because there are so many different aspects of that business that are messed up, but are it's still it, it the problem with American Apparel and I think what it comes down to originally was a wholesale business. Yeah. It made sense as a wholesale business. It makes sense as a basics business. You go there. You and I still shop there a lot. I, do I like? I do like Everlane stuff, and I will buy stuff from there. But if I just need a T-shirt. I'm just going to run into American Apparel and get it. Everlane yeah. stuff is a little more stylized and and cool, in some ways cooler. But when I needed bodysuits, when I really wanted some, and the first place I thought of, I searched for bodysuits on American Apparel's website, and they have like 15 or 20 yeah, different right. kinds. Whereas if I go to Zara, there's maybe one or two right now. Yeah, and um, where else are we going to get like neon shirts or – yeah. But the problem with that is that it's still a really niche product. It's mm. never – I remember when 2006, 2007, when they were going to go public, I was obsessed with them being the next Gap. I was like, people are going to just buy this stuff. It's going to be where you go to get your basics because Gap, you don't do that there anymore. No. There's not really – I mean, Old Navy is still kind of like that. But oh, Maybe I should go look for socks there. Um, Actually, no, there's socks. Or, yeah, uh, I mean, it's such bad quality. And it, there was no other place where you could just get that stuff. But the thing is that we are not – we are we are a very, very small – we represent a very small segment of the market. And no – there are not enough people, especially because that specific aesthetic, like those V-necks that you wear are really deep V-necks. You know, you like that because you don't want them to show on your shirt. But, like, most guys who live, you know, who are – they don't – most American men don't want that. Yeah. So – Well, they don't know what the, they're missing, but, yeah. That's the big issue with it is that it was never going to be a really big business. And then they kept taking all this money and they, they did that weird – they did a backdoor IPO and they did all these things – to make more, to raise more capital and make the company bigger and expand. And they opened all these stores and they have probably have way too many stores. I'm sure they've closed some. And they also have started to focus more on the really trendy things. So they have a lot more dresses and like accessories and handbags. And yeah, they're like a lot more collared shirts than I ever saw yeah, in years past. And I even want like that. Pants I and, want some of that stuff yeah, right. from them, but not all of it. And I especially like their, their jeans and stuff like that are so 
specific in terms of design. It's so hipstery that it's just never going to appeal to the the thing that they did great was basics and they should have focused on the wholesale business, build out a really great e-commerce strategy, which in 2002 or three was not something that brands were doing and also opened up, you know, stores slowly and it would still be great. And it, you know, the thing about Dove Charney, whatever you say about him, he's a great marketer and he, you know, but it, it got too crazy too fast. And you could see there, I'd say as soon as they IPO, there was all this hype and it was really exciting and there's all these different things. And then you just realized, oh, this is not a thing that's going to be around forever. And maybe it will be, but I, it just feels like a moment in time, unfortunately. And I don't know what the solution is. I think we'll have to, you know, very much like, uh, vitamin water. (laughs) Yeah. Like that whole post Lehman Brothers Helvetica yeah. phase of and it may always exist as a basics business. I don't know. I just don't know. Right. But well, yeah. But yeah and now but, there's a lot of weird complications. But there will be something. Maybe they should else. be the uh, the commerce wing of Vice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of perfect. There will be something else that emerges. I mean, there are a lot of these brands. Everlane is one of them that are trying to create the like perfect tee, the perfect pair of jeans, the perfect handbag that's not that expensive. Um, and I think Everline has done a good job and I really do like their t-shirts and I have bought a lot of them. Um, but it doesn't serve the same place as something like right. an American apparel, which yeah. is just like you go in and you can just buy a bunch of crap. You could buy your Halloween costume there or you could go buy, uh, yeah. A hoodie. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, something else that we had. Oh, we we're going to talk about smartwatches. Oh yeah. So we just watched a uh, a great video on the Wall Street Journal by Joanna Stern, who reviewed the new Google watches that came out. Uh, I think they come out now. Basically, Google had their big developer conference a couple weeks ago, and they showed off these new. Google Wear or Google, yeah, Google Wear, I think they're called. And I was not impressed. And she didn't sound very impressed either. No. It's it's a very awkward, like, first of all, the, the watches themselves are kind of big. And they need to be charged every day. And they don't really work outdoors very well. And those are all, you know, that stuff will get better over time. But the software looked really obnoxious too. Like, there's no, it it doesn't seem like there's any... You just kind of seem like you're pecking at it without having any idea of what you're actually doing. Well, you're just flipping between random yeah. screens that Google has set up for you. Yeah, that makes me nervous. I did like the idea that it it kind of it through your whatever your Google data and also um, location stuff that it kind of it the weather pops up. Things like that. I mean, I like to look for that stuff. You know, I look at the weather like at least 10 times a day. I'm obsessed yeah. with it. Um, and I like the idea. She's, one thing she said was if you have a meeting and you have the address of the meeting in your calendar, it'll alert you when it – because it has your location, it'll be like you should leave for 10 minutes for that meeting because yeah. there's traffic. and It's going to take you more than – 
it usually does or whatever. That kind of stuff is very appealing to me. I still, I mean, looking at that thing, I wouldn't wear that. Yeah. And, and I don't even like wearing, I mean, we've talked about this on here several times. I don't even like wearing those fit bands. That makes right. me uncomfortable. Yeah, those so, we have in a box. Should, should we throw those out or should we give them to someone? I think we should give them to someone. But um, I don't even like doing that. I'm not a big jewelry wearer. I mean, I do wear jewelry, but something that thick and clunky would make me uncomfortable. Especially um, for like how many of those functions that you just we just talked about is it really that big of a problem to take your phone out for? No. I mean, would it Which be, you always will have with you. Yeah, which I I do think there's something appealing about not having to. Like, I'm starting oh, to Oh, but get... the other thing you should know is that these don't work without your phone. Like, your phone has to be within range. Yeah. You can't just leave your phone at home and then go for a run oh, and expect really this to be connected to the internet. Yeah, like, it'll I don't still like work, that. but it won't have any of those. Yeah. It won't have the internet. That's annoying. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's somewhat appealing. Like, I am getting really sick of people pulling out their phones, like, at dinner and. And including myself and just in life, I just, it's starting to annoy me that the phones are out all the time. Um, so you need there's to get over something, that. Would it be more or less a, annoying? That's an offline conversation. Would it be more or less annoying to you if someone was goofing around their watch? Well, it's just, I don't know. For, it just something, there is something about it that I'm starting to kind of be okay with but is that just because we talk about this constantly and the whole world talks about it constantly that that i'm trying to like you know something's happening trick there myself. i think that it's gonna end up there's gonna be something there i don't know if it's gonna be lasting or even really that compelling i just but there's something there if it does if it's not attractive there it's just not gonna work and right these ones are super ugly i mean I don't I don't really know of many it took I don't know of many watches that are attractive like there aren't mm-hmm. that many good, good especially on the low end so I don't know I just it's weird but it there was something appealing to me about that alert mm-hmm. and having that I if something's that smart I'm going to be more interested in it yeah whether or not it's that smart i don't you know who knows so i've been testing so i've been preparing for the iWatch by wearing and maybe we've even talked about this before but i've been no, wearing the it. um casio 20 dollar casio calculator watch that you got me for yeah what did we get that i think we bought them for each other yeah i have no idea some i really event. like them anyway though. Um, I've been wearing it as a test for the iWatch. Like, yeah. Because I haven't worn a watch in over f- 10 years. Does it feel weird to have it on? Uh, it, it's, at first, it felt super weird, especially typing. Although this one is pretty slim. I remember I had a thicker – I had like a, like a dressier watch with a, some metal on it or something, and that was really awkward. It, I think when I first moved to New York, maybe I had like some fossil watch or something mm, like that with yeah. a metal band. I bet you did, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, or maybe it was from Eddie Power or something like that. I don't know. I think it was fossil. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so I've been wearing this this calculator watch to just get a feeling for yeah. what it would be like to have a watch on yeah. every day. And 
the first thing I noticed was how cool it was to <laughs> know what time it was without taking your phone out. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah, that's why people have been wearing watches for <laughs> over a no, hundred years. That is the like basic uh, appeal to it. Because that's why everyone threw out their watch because it was like, well, I can always just pull out my phone and know what time it was. And I would be walking down the street or in a meeting and would be able to just glance at my wrist and not actually have to take my phone out. Yeah. Which kind of felt cool. But obviously that's – anyway. Um, then I was thinking, oh, it would be kind of cool if they had Twitter on this thing or a few other little apps that I use. Yeah. Not necessarily like – so the whole alerts thing is like kind of what – a lot of this is based on, and I actually don't want alerts. Like, I turn most of my alerts off. Yeah. I get, maybe it's just because I get so many alerts, like new emails and new tweets and all that kind of stuff. I'd rather check those when I feel like checking those. But I would like to be able to kind of just passively read Twitter in a meeting or something like that without <laughs> having my phone out. Yeah. Or I, no, totally. check the, the site traffic or something like that. Um or maybe some other widgety type thing. So, I don't know. That seems interesting. Most of these are impractical uses that you you could just pull out your phone for. Yeah. Although, in the world where your phone is bigger and almost like an iPad, which is another trend that's happening, and maybe the watch is your smallest screen. I don't know. It's weird. But I just then really- I tried using the calculator function while we were at dinner one night, and it was too dark. Yeah. Couldn't find the right button for multiplication. So then I just took out my phone. I am just so curious to see what the Apple iWatch, if it does indeed exist. I think now that I think about it, I think it's going to be. um, Do you think it's going to be metal and like meshy? uh, I think it's going to be. Imagining. I think it's going to be very simple, almost disappointingly so. Just kind of Apple's way of doing things. The first version of stuff is usually like just really simple. Mm-hmm. And almost disappointing. Like the first iPhone in so many ways was revolutionary. And you look at it and you go, holy shit, that thing is crazy. Yeah. But I had features on my Palm – what was that thing called? Palm Trio yeah. that the iPhone didn't have right away. Like, Do they still make Palms? No. HP bought them and then shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't I don't think it's just going to be like a fitness band. Like I don't think it's just going to be an activity tracker, but I think it's going to be more of a – I don't know if it's going to have a screen. I think it might not have a screen or the screen will be more almost for decoration than for information. Do you think that know. there's any chance it will project something? Because that's the other thing I keep imagining. Like you know how Google Glass projects stuff? Do you think that that could be something on your watch like – so you are looking down at your watch and there's a little projection. Hmm. Is that possible? It's technically possible. Um, I don't know how practical that is just in terms of what you would project onto. Yeah. yeah. But that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. You can buy like very small projectors now. I think they're called like Pico projectors or mm, something. That's funny. Built into a phone. But I don't think they're they're very good. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I feel like we spent so much t- time talking about this stuff. Well, and I also recall a few episodes ago saying that wearables were bullshit. And well, I do think anything. they are. But but that's they kind the of problem. are, yeah. But I, we you know, can't I'm stop intrigued talking by about them. It. Well, they're, you know, they're, it's a somewhat boring time in technology right now. It's the middle of the summer. 
all the brands are about to announce all their Christmas stuff in like three months. Mm-hmm. So what else do we have to talk about? Not yeah. much, but well, also that Mary Meeker really. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if she hadn't said anything, I love that we you probably know who she is. we probably wouldn't have still be talking about it. We well, then Google made those really these watches and right. So. I we're running low on time. Is there anything else we were going to talk about? Oh, we were about? going to talk about workout clothes. Oh, workout clothes. Oh, this is another trend. This one is like fully. This isn't even a trend. This is a movement. It's like the post Lululemon. I don't think so. I can't. I've written so much. We about talked about it. running shoes. I think. Okay, I've written so much about this that I just I can't believe we haven't talked about it on here. I've written like I swear oh, wow. like eight stories. Germany about it. scored a goal while we weren't looking. Yeah. Is anyone going to even listen to this, or are they going to be, you know? Well, we're going to post it. People will find it Monday morning. Yeah, so okay. Um, uh, but, so, I've written a bunch of stories about how this market is expanding. Obviously, people really like wearing yoga pants because because they're lazy bums. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to say anything. All right, well, hold on. What is the allure of yoga pants? Are they more comfortable than jeans? Yes, and that's so. Hmm. I I've done a story on just the the activewear market in general and how quickly it's growing. And a these, lot of this is Lululemon, right? Well, Lululemon started it. Yeah, and they're yeah, and they're obviously still the leaders. But then all these other companies saw how well they were doing and were like, "Well, why don't we get into that?" We're a lifestyle brand. Gap bought, I think it's called Athleta. Yeah. Athleta. They buy them or they create them? Bought them them in 2008. It was an online only thing. Hmm. It's doing really well. There's a thing called Sweaty Betty from the UK that's been around for like 15 or 20 years. Yeah. Um, And it's supposed to be, you know, quote unquote, cute workout clothes. Obviously, Nike does them and theirs are really great. Um, Well, I don't want to... endorse anything but i think in general they have some pretty good stuff um and but the other thing is that now i just did this piece for business of fashion about how the denim like fancy designer jeans there's always going to be a market for it but that like it's kind of topped out Hmm. and a lot of those brands have also were really poorly run and have just gone out of business um so it's kind of replacing that market. And also people are just wearing, whereas jeans were the super, super casual thing a hundred years ago, or well, not right. 50 years ago, 80 years ago, they were the most casual. You would never, you couldn't wear jeans to My mom couldn't wear jeans to high school. I think Yeah. like, well, even 10 up, years ago, well, whatever, eight, nine years ago, when I first moved to New York, we were allowed to wear jeans. I to definitely work. didn't wear jeans to, to work, yeah. except maybe some Fridays. Yeah. And now I would show up and I'd be like, oh, am I going to be the only one wearing jeans? Nope, everyone's wearing jeans, yeah. even on Tuesday. Yeah. Even the boss. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's changed a lot. But the idea is that, you know, you go to the airport, you want to wear leggings, you want to wear them. They're comfortable. They don't really... You can wear them if you gain 10 pounds or lose 10 pounds. You don't have to swipe them out. But they also make it look like you exercise, which yes. I think is sexy and, and attractive about yeah. people. Yeah, you, you you do. I don't know if everybody – Well, it's but it's, it's upper class to have time and, yeah. and take the effort to yeah. work out. And so people – even those who are not 
going to work out want to look like they are or yeah. have been working out. And if you out. go to brunch in yoga pants, it looks like you just came from yoga right. and that you care about your health and all that stuff. Yeah, so there's the, the halo effect as well. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting market. I think a lot of brands are getting into it that probably shouldn't be. Hmm. Um, they're just going like nuts. Uniqlo? Uh, I don't know. I kind of think it's They kind of need to. I kind of <laughs> think they are, it's okay that they are doing it. Who shouldn't um, do it? Um, I think, who shouldn't do it? Mark Jacobs? Well, Yeah. I, I mean, the funny thing, like, Tori Burch is launching an activewear line. Um, of course she is. It, it, but she should. A lot of these brands are lifestyle brands. So right. they can they can get away with this stuff. And Netta Porter, or Netta Porte, whatever you want to call it, the big luxury e-commerce site, they just launched Netta Sporter. Um, nice. And it's all, like, really high-end stuff. It, that's good. Um, like a lot of really nice looking stuff, but it's really expensive, like two hundred fifty dollars yeah. for a pair of workout pants. And I, you know, I'm a big spender. I just can't do that. Right. I can't spend. I went to Nike once and bought myself like a pair of nice pants and a nice sports bra and a nice shirt, and I right. swiped that out with the stuff that I've had for literally fifteen years. So what should I? What about guys though? Yeah, that's what I'm curious. I mean, Under Armour is the big men's company. Yeah, but that's like very weightlifty. Yeah, like do you do you like? Think I about don't that aspire to wear Under Armour. Other than you do wear headbands from american apparel yeah but those that's like a style thing kind of actually for me it's 100 percent functional thing it's that i don't want sweat in my eyes yeah but um i need running shorts and i just don't even know where to get them like the one pair i have are actually hiking swimming trunks that i've cut the lining out of from columbia like 12 years ago that i bought at a camping store so and I and I have very specific desires of of features like I want a zipper pocket so I can put my wallet and phone in there and not worry about it flying out. Yeah. Um, especially if I'm I like would, riding I mean, a I bike. I would go to Nike or Adidas or something. I feel yeah. like like Patagonia has some. Yeah. But theirs don't have a zipper. I don't think. And that's the thing. I mean. A lot of these companies, Forever 21 is doing an activewear line. Oh, nice. I mean, the nice thing for people who shop at Forever 21 is the stuff is really cheap. But is it going to be – like, I don't know. I just think if you're going to spend a lot on that stuff, you might as well get it from a brand that really works on the performance. A lot of these companies are, you know, quote-unquote, putting a lot of research into developing good fabrics and stuff. But – yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. It just the important part is that it wicks moisture. Yeah, well, it's just like any market. It's it's gonna. There is at some point. Is that, there like a web first um, sportswear brand? Yeah, I just told you it was a Athleta. Oh, you mean like, now? Like a new one? I guess that was one. Yeah, I mean it was one. There is one. There was a Kickstarter. Is there like an Everlane of running pants? Yeah. Not really. Um, there was a Kickstarter a couple months ago that was funny. <laughs> of course, there was this. I, the woman who who started supposedly very cool and lives in Brooklyn, and people are always like, "You should meet her." But it, basically, this these running pants where you don't have to wear underwear. 
So you don't have bunching and stuff? I don't know. Uh huh. So you have to buy fifty pairs. No, I don't really. I don't. I need to. For men or women? It's for women. I don't really want to talk about it because I don't want to, you know, say misspeak. But Uh, um, we'll do some research. Yeah, no, there hasn't been. There hasn't really been. all right. The market's so new, there's no like need to disrupt it yet. Uh huh. You know because. Well, it seems like Lululemon is trying to screw themselves up already enough. Yeah, it's more like right now everyone wants to do take advantage of the market that Lululemon created. They they are the ones who you know innovated 15 years ago, and so now people are finally realizing it's a big money maker, and they're trying to jump on that. I just don't like. When people, when brands just jump on bandwagons, I get that they have to in a lot of ways, especially if you're a public company and you need to have crazy sales. And yeah. this is the only option. But it just feels like, it, really, you're going to do a whole new line. H&M has a whole activewear line. And they could have some activewear there. They don't need to make a big thing a sub-brand about it. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's really interesting. Um, we'll have to research the Kickstarter pants. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's about it for us this time. Thanks for listening. Uh, of course, you can always ask us questions or give us feedback on Twitter at Needle and Mouse. Our email is hello at theneedleandthemouse.com. Or if you just go to theneedleandthemouse.com, which is a, a Tumblr, so you can follow us there. Or listen to old shows um if you have a second and want to rate us in itunes that helps us too i guess uh or just keep listening and we'll see you next time bye bye